secret art of business? The creative side of our brain and the business side of our brain may seem like two separate entities, but they are actually interconnected and complementary. The creative side of our brain can bring fresh and innovative ideas to the table, while the business side of our brain can turn these ideas into practical and profitable solutions. By tapping into both the creative and business side of our brains, we can find a balance between risk-taking and practicality, leading to more success and fulfillment in both our personal and professional lives. I'm Katherine Lane Klein, entrepreneur and creative person, and in this podcast, we will hear success stories from people that are doing exactly that, and hopefully giving you ideas of how you can too. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Secret Art of Business. And today I have Melissa Tong, and I am super excited because not only is her company name really cool, it is Duck Duck Punk Productions. And there she is crafting and building compelling stories for B2B companies to connect with their audience on an emotional level and drive sales to build brand loyalty. And I think that kind of says it all. Um, But with that, I do want you to talk about it. So can you tell me a little more about Duck Punk Productions? Sure. Um, I'll tell you how the name came about. Well, let's start with that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I always love telling this story and people, you know, everywhere I go, right? People, sometimes people say, wow, Duck Punk, where did that name come from? So that name came when I was um, trying to find a name for my company back in 2000. And I just so happened to be at this lake and uh, I was feeding the, you know, the ducks with breadcrumbs. And there was one duck who had a mohawk, just like my logo, and he would charge over to get to the food. So after 40 minutes, you know, I was leaving and all the other ducks were like, okay, I'm full, I'm done eating, I'm just hanging out. And this mohawk duck, every time I throw something into the lake, he would still charge over. And I kept looking at him thinking, wow, you've been eating this whole time. You're just one tiny duck. How much more can you eat, right? So that night I went home. For some reason, I just couldn't shake shake that image off my head. So I started playing with the words, punk rock, punk duck, and mohawk. And then six weeks later, I decided to name my company Duck Punk. But that's only half of the story. So at the time, my justification was because my last last name is Tong. So by alphabetical order, I'm always on the very last or second last page. So I thought, okay, if I have a company name, I don't want to be on the very back. So I thought, okay, if I have a letter that is more to the front, Mm -hmm. then, you know, then it's just, it's just a different, you know, different, right? I don't want to be always. That's very strategic. (laughs) Okay. Instead of calling it, um, you know, um, uh, punk rock or something, you know, or, or punk duck, I'm going to flip it and call it duck punk, you know? And, um, and, and that was it at the time. But then years later, I realized that duck became my inspiration because as a woman of color, working in advertising and entertainment is very, very cutthroat. And every time I have to jump through a hurdle and I fall, I have to remind myself to be like him and never give up. So that's my go. Keep story. going for it. You're like... <laughs> Exactly. You're a little more relentless. <laughs> wanting to be relentless. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get into a little more of what you do. What 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 do you do at um, Duck Punk Productions? Yeah. So we do multiple things. Um, we have small, mid-sized, as well as large, you know, enterprise clients. And we what we basically do is we craft um, storylines that help them build a brand, drive sales, and win more customers. 
And the storyline can look very, very different, right? So, like for example, um, a storyline for a uh, very small size company could be a elevator pitch that is so dynamic and engaging that they will be remembered for a very, very long time. A storyline for a mid-sized company could be a marketing and branding campaign to um, to advertise or promote, you know, the newest product or service, right? And a um, storyline for a big, you know, Fortune 100 company could be a full-on TV commercial campaign to push out, you know, something that you know they want the they want the whole world to see, right? So the storyline could look different. And that's okay. And a lot of people, they always, you know, when I say, okay, well, you know, um, just figure out what your story is and just just share it, you know, on on um, different platforms. They say, what do you mean? And I say, well, it's just different media platforms. It goes, oh, but what do I do with it? Do I just talk about it? I say, yeah, that's one way to do it. Oh, do I put it on my website? Sure, you for sure should put it on your website, right? Oh, what else can I do? I mean, there's so many different ways, right? You know, put it on your brochure, print it, share it, social media. You know, I mean, it's just so many different ways. And people don't think about it. You know, mm-hmm. people just think think very sort of narrowly, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have this for this particular use and that's it. No, it's across multiple platforms. Right. That's why it's so great about it, you know? And people like to noodle it to perfection too, which sometimes you just have to throw it out there and see what, um, what people think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not saying that you should just not work on it and, and, oh, and, and I'm not either, but I think it's gotta be perfect. Correct. It's really, um, so, so brand story to me is something that is harder for you to do it for yourself than yeah. having someone to help you do it. Yes. Only, I say this only because I mean, I've been at this for like 20 something years and it's still difficult for me to do it only because we're so close to our own business, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we cannot step out our own, you know, um, box in terms yep. of thinking about how our business can benefit somebody else. Right. I mean, it's taken right. me forever. Now I'm getting better, but still, I'm sure I can still, you know, learn and do better. Right. So it, basically it's, it's flipping the perspective. You know, when you talk about your business, it's always from your point of view, right? So I go to a lot of networking events. I, I teach a lot about pitching. And most people do is, oh, this is what I do. You see, so they're talking it from their perspective. But what they don't realize is what you do has nothing to do with how you attract or talk to your clients. Your right. clients don't care about what you do. It's <laughs> not about what you that they buy. You know, I always do what you do, (laughs) but why should they work with you? Right. Trip people up when I say that. They say, well, what do you mean? Like, how can what I do not be important? I say, it's it's not about what you do because like, think about it for a second. Why do you think people buy, right? People don't buy what you do. And people say, oh, they buy what they want. They buy what they desire. They buy blah, blah, blah. I say, yeah, that's a little bit that's a little little bit of it. But at the end of the day, what do you think people buy, right? So people buy because they believe yes. what you have, whether it's a product or service, it doesn't matter, right? What you have can make their lives better or yes. different afterwards. That's and, it. That's the and only what you, thing. 
what you said is really important and what you do is really important. And that is the, you know, you said that have somebody help you with that because I, we get so caught up sometimes in, um, I mean, we have in our head, well, we know what we're, we, what we're doing, but to have somebody pull it out to interview us. And that's what we did to form our brand is, um, somebody interviewed me and said, well, why are you doing this? And it's always something a lot deeper that maybe you couldn't articulate, or maybe you're being held back by imposter syndrome, or you don't think it's important. And that's the stuff that people connect with. And it's that story that's in there that they're like, oh, no, you're my person. And once you have that, you have a customer for life, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, even if you don't have them for life, at least, at least (laughs) you have something to to appeal to them, right? Because it's no longer about what you do. You know, it's now it's about, okay, how can you make my life better? Do I want this now? It's really yes. it, right? Okay, you mm-hmm. have this. I know you can make my life better, right? Yeah. But am I ready to do this, right? You know, is it the right timing for you, for me to buy what you have to make my life better? Because, you know, there are different moments in our lives where we have different priorities, right? Or maybe I really want this, but maybe timing is not right, right? Maybe I need to wait. So, but at least I know. Right. So then maybe when timing is right, three months later, six months later. Right. Okay. now I know my plate is not full. Now I can take this on. Now I can fully utilize your products or service. Right. So it's that connection. But if you cannot articulate that, I I don't care what you do. Really, nobody cares. And and it may seem, (laughs) you know, it may seem negative when I say that. (laughs) But at the end of the day, that's really true. Nobody cares. It's not about what you do. And sometimes when people buy too, and this is me as well, like I might, I know what I need, um, but I, I don't know necessarily what to pick. And if there's, there's always, if you do, you know, you look into different companies and see what they stand for, what they believe, who their customer base is. They're like, no, 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 that's, that's the person I want. So yeah, it is that underlying part that I think people ignore a bit and they can't tap into because I do believe like we are all born with, you know, creativity and innovation and Absolutely. how to understand our feelings and things like that. But we lose track of it somewhere along the way. Maybe somebody tells us, you know, that's not important, but it really, really is. And I, I love that you're trying to pull that out of people and get them to really recognize that. So, but with that said, um, we were all born with it. So you were not doing this your entire life. You started out as a child somewhere along in your life. And what did you do for to be creative and innovative and curious? What were those things that kind of sparked those things in you? Well, I um, I I started um, st- I started learning how to play piano when I was um, seven years old. Wow! So I mean, I my brain just functions better um, if I can be on the creative side. So ever since I was very young <clears throat> in high school, I knew um, <clears throat> I have to be I have to be somewhere you know in the arts. I knew I couldn't, I couldn't function. You know, I suck at, I suck at math. I suck at, you know, all the <laughs> science subjects, bio, um, physics, chemistry. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. just, I just didn't have the capacity to truly understand and enjoy it. So I knew early on, but it, I don't think it matters because I think all of mm-hmm. us has, you know, a creative side of us, right? It's just depending on whether we truly exercise 
that part of us or not, right? Absolutely. But for me, because I knew early on, so I completely rely on it and I exercise it, right? Because that's my strong side. So I have to rely on it. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. to rely on mm-hmm. it. You know? the, 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 not that I'm not practical, right? Because right, owning right. a business, you have to learn how to be practical. But at the same time, you know, I know, I know I'll never be good with, you know, science. I'll never be good with physics, chemistry, bio. I mean, it doesn't speak to me. So, so that's why I have to lean on it. But at the same time, I think everybody, everybody has a side that they can truly exercise, like, like going to the gym, right? You've never lifted weights before. So when you first started, it's very foreign. It's like, oh, I can't do it, right? But when you get into it and when you start doing it bit by bit, right, you increase the time, you increase the, the weight, right? Sooner or later, you get better at it. So I really think you know, our creative muscles are the same way. And, um, I mean, you know, for me, it, it, it came, the creative side came easy, but at the same time to answer your question, yeah, I wasn't doing storytelling all my life. You know, I was, I was in music and I studied music composition, you know, I had, um, yeah, I had an MFA degree. Um, so music was my life, classical music. I was trained classically. So, um, but when I, and this is, I think, sometimes, you know, divine intervention enter the picture. So I, well, after I finished school, I thought, okay, I want to be a composer, but I also have to be a sound, in order to be a composer, you also have to be a sound engineer. And I didn't have a sound engineering degree. And I could go back to school for two years to get that, you know, I knew that. But I thought, well, I've been going to school for a while, so why don't I just try working a little bit? And then I'll, I can always go back to school, right? It's not going to be a f- four years, it's two years, so it's going to be quick. So let's just kind of, you know, get a taste of the world and then and then decide. So long behold, I got a job because of my bilingual skills. I got a job as a TV newscaster. So besides anchoring the news, they decided to give me a five-minute human interest segment every day. They said, okay, you're the newbie. We're not going to send you cover hard news, but mm-hmm. you're going to be doing a human interest story every day. Five minutes, That's that's all yours. We don't care what you bring back. Just, just do something interesting. So, <laughs> and I was young, so I thought, okay, great. That's kind of so fun. I, at, okay. <laughs> so I, I had so much fun. I always looked at all the press releases, seeing what's going on in the community. You know, what's going on. You know, uh, is there any red carpet event out there? You know, uh, I, I dedicated my Friday segment to a movie premiere um, segment where I, you know, went and cover, you know, movie premieres, interview celebrities. Um, Cover Star, Star Trek convention twice, sat on the captain's chair, did my intro outro. So I had so much fun, and at the time I didn't know it, but I interviewed thousands of people from all walks of life because of that job, and ended up crafting over twelve hundred stories. And I really credit, you know, those four years um, to, to to be, you know, a solid training ground for me. I think if I didn't do, if I didn't have that job, right, if I didn't have those kind of trainings, I wouldn't be able to be so quick. And so good with storytelling now, because I mean, after 1200 stories, there, there was almost no topic that I have not covered, you know what I mean? So right. I've done a lot, but, but still, I didn't realize that storytelling, it's, 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 it's really, I didn't realize storytelling, it's my special sauce. So I fell in love with producing. So I thought, okay, I want to be a producer. So I jumped over to the fiction side. I worked on a CBS primetime scripted show called Martial Law. And then I started my own company in 2000. And for years, you know, we were doing um, TV commercials and branded content for Fortune 100s. And then really only 
about maybe five, six years ago, I, I looked back at everything that I've done and I realized that I was only limiting myself <clears throat> to telling stories on the big screen. Because besides TV commercials, I also did, um, you know, independent movies and documentaries. So I thought, okay, why, why am I only telling stories on the big screen? Let's just see if I can extract the concept of storytelling and apply it in business and, and just see how far I can go with it, right? So I started playing with it and I did some seminars. And one of the students from my very first, you know, um, webinar, he, when he came in, he was doing, um, just over a hundred thousand, you know, dollar a uh, hundred thousand dollars worth of sales, and then by the time he left, he was doing five hundred eighty thousand dollars, more than half a million dollars. That's awesome. So I was like, this cannot just be a coincidence, right? There's something here that I need to like exactly. look deeper, right? So I kept playing with it, you know, um, and then eventually I I I thought, wow. You know, I could apply storytelling in business, you know, in branding, marketing, presentation, yes. elevator pitch. I mean, really, literally everything you need for business in business to in order to communicate, you know, to your clients. And I have so much success. Some of my clients have seen sales increase up to 400%. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And you, so and you now, were doing it too when it wasn't like the super buzzword, like before um, nobody was telling no, the story. No, no, I mean... Exactly. And, I've been telling stories since 94. Yeah. So back then, there was no, yeah, back then there was no bus word. There's no story. Nobody had a story. What are you talking about? Right? But even now, when I, sometimes when I go to networking events, when I, when I tell people that this is what I do, I remember one, one, um, I think he was, a, um, I forgot whether he was a guy or a or, or, or woman, but anyway, and um, he or she said, oh, so I can hire you to tell stories for my kids? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, yes, depending on how much you want to pay me, but. That is so interesting, but it, it's so true. And I, I'm kind of glad that it is getting a little more, um, people are understanding that concept more because I find as a consumer, it really helps me make choices um, but I do know the story behind, pe you know, people and things like that. So for people that aren't really sure if they should be storytelling, the answer is yes, because that is what people use to connect with you and, and choose you over another company that might be doing the exact same thing. How do you stay creative today? Do you still play the piano? Do you? Um... No, I, I somehow lost it because piano is something that when you stop for a long time, your fingers cannot... <laughs> Move the same way. <laughs> so I can so see I, you at a party, just sitting at a piano and playing a tune anymore. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really play like you know, I I used to play anymore. I used to be really good at it. Um, but I mean, I still I I go to a lot of museums. I go to I go to art shows. I I you know watch a lot of movies. I go to concerts. You know, I just went to a classical music concert um this past weekend. I like to be stimulated, whether it's visually, audially, right? So I just like to immerse myself in things that I enjoy. And it doesn't have to be, a, a, you know, if it's different for everybody, right? So if, if what you enjoy is not a music concert, it's okay, you know? Just really spend time to do something that you truly enjoy, right? Some people, they just love to to spend time in the nature, right? Then go, mm -hmm. out, go out into the nature. 
take a walk, right? To to sit sit by a tree or something if that's what you like, right? And some people they like to travel, right? I love to travel too. So if yeah. your thing is traveling, okay, go go travel as much as you can, right? So everyone has their own preference, but I would I would encourage everybody to not not stuff that aside, to not silence that because. If if you keep silencing it, and after years and years of of silencing it, it may actually disappear. You oh, know, and you don't great. want to lose. Yeah, you don't want to lose your creative side because even if your job doesn't require it, it makes you come alive because that's mm-hmm. who we are. Cannot yeah. just be one thing. You know what I mean? So a lot of people they go, oh my job, it's it's. Um, more by the book. My job doesn't require me to be creative, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. your, your brain needs to be creative. Your body, your soul needs to be creative, right? So just make sure that, you know, once in a while, you can't do it every week. Once in a while, you know, really do something that you truly enjoy. I yeah, think I, really I think great. that's a great cautionary tale. And kind of a little bit of what I'm trying to explain to, for people here too, is like, you know, you have this, you have it, you haven't worked it in a while. How do we get back to sparking that, you know, um, creativity again? And sometimes we can find it with, with in our own children. You know, if we have small children, what are they doing? Because they haven't been tainted by the world yet. So if they're still doing creative things, right. let's, let's do that. Or like a lot of people we're finding are getting more into meditation and walks and, you know, CBDs. I mean, just anything to kind of stop that left yeah, brain well, from working. Not it. Um, that not yeah, it. it's... It, it's so we know it's there. We know that your brain is yearning for it. So just find something. And like I, like you said, it, it may not be what you used to do. It could be something completely new, but just find what it is that kind of stimulates that creative side of your brain and have it apply to your business. Is there something that you can, you know, tell people specifically that they could do to kind of get some ideas going in their own business? You know, what would be some sure. idea starters? Yeah, so I would encourage everybody to start from their why, because your why is really the driving force for everything. And my why is why I get up in the morning, stay up at night if I have to, <laughs> you know, and 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 not fall asleep, right? And and keep at it. So a lot of people you know, get very confused about what their why is. When I ask this question, a lot of people, they answer me, they go, oh, yeah, I know what my why is. I say, okay, what is it? They say, well, I want to spend more time with my family. I say, no, that's not your why. That is the result of your why. They say, oh, well, how about this? I like to, I like to, I like to make more money. I like to, you know, I like, I don't want to have to rely on people in terms of how much I can earn, right? I I need to, you know, I, I want to be, um, completely relying on myself in terms of how much I can make. So I have, I have flexibility. I say, again, that's not your why. That's the result of your why. And so at this point, usually people are like, what? Like, I don't, I like, I don't know what my why is anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think because, because you have kind of lost touch. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would really think, um, harder and deeper, and then go back to when you started your business, right? Mm-hmm. And some people, they have not started the business. They have inherited the business, right? From their parents, oh, right? Yeah. right? Right? And some people have purchased like maybe franchises, right? But still, I mean, think back to the moment. Why did you say yes? 
Why、mm-hmm. did you say yes to your parents? I mean, yeah, you know, I I don't want my parents to keep working, and maybe that's why I take it on. But still, there has to be if you're still doing it, there has to be something that keeps you there. Okay.、Exactly. Now, I've also discovered that people realize that they don't want to do it anymore because there's no passion in it, and that's okay. You can exit. You know what I mean? Don't feel you know that you have to be bogged down by it for the rest of your life. If there's no more joy in doing it, then I would encourage you to find something else that gives you joy. Because regardless of what you do, it has to give you joy. It has to be joyful.、Absolutely. Otherwise, then it becomes then it becomes something that you don't want to do anymore. It's, you know, it becomes something. What it becomes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So, I would encourage all of you to think back to the moment. You know, if it's not your business, why did you say yes? Right? Why? Why did you? Why did you? What did you like about it? You know, go start from there. If it is your own business, then think about okay, why did you start your business? Okay.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the reason is oh, I want I didn't want I didn't like the corporate world anymore, right? I I I find it toxic, so that's why I wanted to start my own. But okay, great, start from there. But why that particular business? Right. You know what I mean? Like there's so like thousands, or maybe even you know tens of thousands different types of business, right?、Yes. Why that? You see, exactly. So usually, whatever you pick has something to do with what you enjoyed, you know, when you were a child. You may not notice it, but it happens very often. You know, when I start doing the brand story for my clients, like almost ten out of ten times, that is something something that happened in their childhood that make them want to do that, or maybe some maybe just could be an incident. Sometimes, you know, it may not even be it may not even be like a childhood dream or something like that. It could be just something happened, but in that moment, somehow they decided. You know, subconsciously and usually subconscious, they're not even aware of it. So、yeah. in that moment, they decided, okay, I, you know,、um, I, I'm gonna do that, but they, they're not aware of it. So,、right. but by 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 me listening, being a detective and a reporter, <laughs> asking all these questions, right? Then I started pulling these things out, and then and then joining them together again.、Yeah. Then they realized, oh my god, I didn't even realize. You know, I'll、mm-hmm. give you, a,、uh, I'll give you an example. So this guy, he's a CPA. And、uh, he has his business、um, for quite, you know, quite some time. You know, I think maybe more than ten years now. And he has he has a great business. And、um, I asked him why he started his business. His answer was plain and almost too plain. <laughs> he said, "Well, as a CPA, I love numbers and I like helping people with the,、um, you know,、uh, save money from Uncle Sam." I said, "Okay, that's great. But if you want any traction at any networking events, you can't say that." That doesn't mean anything to people, right? He said, right. "Well, I don't know what to say." So anyway, long story short,、um, it turned out that when he was nine years old, his father was audited, and he had vivid、oh, wow. memory of standing in the doorway watching his father pace back and forth trying to get his paperwork ready. So subconsciously, he already decided that okay, I needed to help my dad,、mm-hmm. but of course. He had no idea what what that was, right? He was right, only nine.、Right. He didn't even know there was a profession, you know, called CPA, and he could actually help people with taxes and stuff like that, right? But in his mind, it's that memory is locked, right? Yeah. So he, when he got older, it to him it was just a very,、um, it was a no brainer. He just he went into you know he went into finance and he he wanted to be a CPA. 
but without realizing it was at nine years old. Right. It was about how basically yeah. he he decided his fate at nine years old. See, and so I just did- a lot of stories like that. And if you somebody know, came to you with that story at a networking event, that that's why they got into accounting, that I would remember. That I would be touched by, and that would make me think, exactly. I, maybe I'm going to use this person as my account because, you know, it's it comes from a very genuine place, you know, wanting to help. Exactly. You know, so. and, and because, you know, because he said, see, but but by telling that story, he already narrowed his um, clientele. Because for mm-hmm. people who don't care about how good their paperwork <laughs> is, right, how ready they right. are, right, they're not right. his clientele. He said, I don't want to work with people who don't care. You know, I only want, want to work with people who want to have their paperwork ready. Just in case, you never know, right? Yeah. He said, he yeah. has, you know, all his clients, none of them have been audited. But still, you never know. But for his clients, even if, you know, even if they got a call, hey, you got to come in tomorrow to be audited, they're ready to go. There's no stress. You see? So there, there he is. You know, by by speaking his stories, sharing his stories, he already has his ideal clients all laid out. He doesn't need any more marketing strategy. <laughs> right, right, and that makes the, that makes the marketing so much easier when you know what your target is. Exactly, that makes it so much place. easier. That yeah. was a perfect so now example. He, client. he doesn't have to do like five strategy sessions just to figure out what his ideal client. Exactly, is exactly. So you just made this really easy right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> that that's a perfect story. You know, and I think if uh, people understand what we're, we're all trying to say here, um, I'm going to have your contact information in the comments. So p- if people are struggling and they're like, you know what, I, I, I'm just, I'm still not sure what my why is. They will know how to contact mm-hmm. you. But I think that that was a great example of of why that is important. You know, and the storytelling part is so very important. And again, it's within you, and you might just need someone to kind of help you drag that out. Um, and kind of articulate that, which I do recommend for people because it is sometimes really hard to do that yourself. But um, thank you so much. This has been so great. I loved it. And actually your story itself, which is so really interesting too, just kind of going from piano player to being, you know, a, a newscaster to getting into like, you know, big storytelling on screens and things like that. And really kind of, you know, finding what that true talent was yourself and your why of all of this and helping others um, find what their story is too. So thank you so much. Yeah, I, I really, I really love what I do, and and I believe, you know, I can if tell. everybody can share, right, can share from a genuine place, and and really, you know, really use your story to connect, then then your sell is become your sell will become so much easier because you're not selling anymore. You see, I think a lot of people are still very caught up by how do I sell more, but it's not about selling more. It's about sharing what benefits or transformations your clients can get from you, yeah. right? If you share it from that place, then it's no longer selling. Then, then it makes it easier. And then it will help them, you know, get to this decision quicker as well. You know, I just did an article on LinkedIn um, more than a month ago called The Four Stages of um, a Cell Cycle. So if you're curious, look at it and you'll know exactly what I mean. It, it actually help you shorten your cell cycle. Perfect. Thank you so much. You've given some great information. And uh, like I said, they can contact you if they they would like more. But thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you for listening to the podcast. The Secret Art of Business is supported by Portfolio Creative. Portfolio Creative is a recruiting and staffing company specializing in finding marketing talent. 
Go to PortfolioCreative.com to get started in finding your next marketing person or your next job. We are experts. We are creative. We are good humans. Please subscribe or follow this podcast to get the latest episodes. And let me know if there's someone you think of that would be a great guest on the show. Here we can build a community that believes creativity and drive can work together.